It's Joe McHugh with the Liberty Strikes Back podcast. Day three of the Colorado road trip. Finally arrived in Colorado. Woke up this morning at uh, in Nebraska at a... Um, yeah, I think that's right. At a uh, museum. I actually have no idea. I don't know if that was yesterday or this morning. But... Uh, I'd have to go back in my journal and check. I think it. I think I woke up this morning for yeah at the Nebraska Museum of Military uh, Vehicles, and they made the trip about five hours in, and um, it's been a long day. It's been a real long day. I got up. Uh, nor do I. It feels like yesterday. I, I, I woke up at two a.m. Rolled back over until three. Got up at three. As a matter of fact, I remember seeing it was 317 on my watch when I checked it again and uh, decided that it was time to go. So I got up and uh, made the trip. Well, I went to the gas station. And at the gas station, I managed to, my car somehow locked the keys in the car. Um, they got out of the car, left the keys in the ignition, shut the door. Normally when you open your car door, your car remains unlocked. That did not happen this time. And so, uh, it was about three o'clock through three thirty in the morning and I'm in Nebraska and it's 28 to 34 degrees and, uh, it's a little chilly. And everything is closed, and my car is also locked in the car. So that was cool. Uh, I walked across the street to a to a hotel and rang the bell. And the person that came to the door was pretty annoyed. And she told me to get out. She was not going to help, help me uh, find uh, assistance. Told me to go across the street. So I went across the street to another hotel, this time I wasn't going to take a chance of waking anybody up. I saw a chair, and I decided to just sit down in the lobby and sleep in the chair for a couple of hours until I heard somebody come out and, and walk out front or walk out the door. And, you know, it's gotten to the point where I now take opportunities to speak to people whenever I get a chance because they, they seem to be helpful in some regard in in uh, in my situation. So... Uh, so I, I asked, told the guy what was going on, asked him for assistance. He pointed me to the to the front desk. The gentleman came to the front desk. He told me to go across the street to another hotel. I didn't actually get to the hotel, but I ran into a guy uh, who was in a really, really nice Jeep. Just all black, just a gorgeous Wrangler. And uh, he had a, a nice Malamute type of Alaskan dog. Um, beautiful dog. Anyway, I knocked on his window. And, uh, cause I saw the dog, I figured he was in there, knocked on the window, asked for assistance. He was wearing a sweatshirt that said, not all who wander are lost. I thought that was pretty cool. Asked if he could do me a favor and call a, uh, call a, you know, roadside assistance. So he called State Farm for me cause again, my phone was stuck in the car. He called my, my auto insurance carrier, which was State Farm. And they sent somebody out and it was covered. And, uh, that was about 30 minutes later. So at this point it was 
probably, uh, I don't know, probably pushing five ish. It was a, it was an episode, two, two couple hours, three, no, no, it was 5 a.m. before I got up and walked out. So it was probably 6, 6.37 before I actually had the car open and got back on the road. And I had already been up since, up intermittently, up and then walking around and then trying to sleep in a chair since about 3, 3.30 in the morning. Anyway, uh, eventually made it to Colorado, uh, to Boulder in particular is where I am. And I did the research from my car at a Planet Fitness parking lot on the company that I'm trying to get in touch with. And I won't mention their name right now. But um, it's, a, it's a local venture capital firm in, uh, in Boulder, Colorado. I love their concept. Uh, they are trying to democratize uh, access to startup company venture capital investments. Uh, what they've done is they've created a mutual fund and they're using the assets raised from the mutual fund to invest into startup companies alongside other venture capital companies. And the, the team is led by a number of uh, experienced founders, and they have, they have some doers as well. Um, so it's, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a strong team. And so I did the research on the company, and I wanted to find out exactly how it was that their model worked, first off, and secondly, what were the shortfalls and the weaknesses of their model and what would they be interested in talking about? Because again, in the sales game, uh, and I, and you know, I made mistakes too. I, I actually sent off a couple of emails to a couple of the people I was connected to uh, on LinkedIn, and I basically pitched them. And then I realized what I was doing, and I was pitching them I'm like, you know what, you shouldn't be doing that. So, in the when you're raising money, you want to ask for advice. And, uh, and then you'll get money or you can ask for money and you can get advice. In this particular situation, I, I understood their business model because my background is as a financial advisor and as an investment advisor. So I'm familiar with the legal structures, uh, that they were, that they may have used in, in putting together their fund. And so, um, once I caught my you know, what I was doing and realized my error. I went back, did some more research, figured exactly where they're, you know, where they are going to have problems or challenges rather and opportunities to improve operational efficiency and performance within the company. And I found that, that, um, their fund structure would, uh, you know, when, anytime you're investing into startup companies, those are generally illiquid investments. So if you are an angel investor or a seed investor uh, or a friend and family investor, you put money into a company, you hope you get it back out. Uh, if you make, if the company makes it to the next round of funding, generally people that are in the earlier rounds are either going to be bought out or have the opportunity to double down. Uh, a lot of times they end up getting bought out by uh, venture capital firms. But it ultimately does have a lot to do with with the founder and whether or not they, they want to keep him around. So, but um, anyway, so so again, their fund invests into startups. So that means that they have illiquid investments, which means that this is a mutual fund that's going to price that's not going to that's not going to move a lot, except when startups reprice, and startups tend to reprice when they have additional funding 
or when they meet a hurdle. And, and that hurdle usually comes with metrics that measure the performance of the company. And so uh, that tends to happen no, no sooner, no more frequent than every quarter. And so that means that if a mutual fund uh, that invests in startups is probably going to be uh, illiquid uh, in terms of the trading depth, uh, it's not going to be something that you can probably actively trade. And that may be an opportunity, actually, if that problem could be uh, or that challenge and opportunity could be uh, addressed and resolved. And so that's where I decided to use that as my as my approach, because what I am but uh, you know the concept that I'm that I'm trying to get off the ground here as part of Earth Loans. We may end up changing the name. Who knows? But right now, the the objective is to use a credit union type of structure with a nature backed currency uh, to pay a citizen dividend, interest on deposits, uh, invest into additional companies to generate more revenue to that goes back into the dividend deposit, uh, as well as uh, to um, restore nature and uh, and potentially even replace taxes and government with profits. And once you do that, when the people own our money, when we own our own money, then that is when uh, we will start to see that prices stabilize. Housing values are not going to go up, but that's not a problem because really the only reason why housing tends to go up now. It's not because they're appreciating in value. It's because the money is losing value. So housing would be more stable. Wages would be more stable. Uh, daily living would be easier to keep up with because you're not constantly having to run on a treadmill to keep up. So in any case, that, that's, the, that's a portion of the pitch. It's the, it's the nature coin plus the credit union concept uh, of which I have two, pen, two patents that were pending and had uh, potentially lapsed. Uh, well, they did lapse, and the question is whether or not I can get them back. And then I have the the other the other uh, patent pending concept, which uh, is called the mission market, and it uh, facilitates the the transition or uh, a switch from one group of products or services, like a polluting product or service, to a renewable one. So, for example, here in in Boulder, Colorado they have a water shortage in the Colorado River. So that means that there would be an incentive uh, to get all of the toilets on low, low flow toilets if they haven't done so already. And, uh, and you know, and potentially other measures. So just, uh, just some things to, to think about, you know, again, I, you know, I'm not uh, from Boulder. So I picked up a, a paper to kind of look through and see if there's anything I could pick up. But Whenever you're making a sales pitch or a presentation, if you really want to get the meeting, uh, you want to go with something that is a little bit more you know, kind of uh, you're speaking their language. You don't want to sell what you're selling. You want to speak about what they know and what they care about. And so the you know the pitches, the pitch emails tended to be longer, and they didn't get a response. But when I said, "Hey," uh, Love your business, love your concept. This is what it looks like you're doing. You tell me if I'm wrong. Uh, these are the opportunities uh, and challenges that you may run into. Uh, I think you know it would be interesting to have a conversation to see you know, what we can do to resolve that. How do you take your coffee black or with cream? And uh, and that's it. That was a short short email. Got back to me and said sure. 
So we're actually going to meet tomorrow, which uh, uh, potentially, I mean, he, he got back to me and I got back to him with some time. So I'm hoping it works out. But as of right now, we're going to meet tomorrow, which means that uh, this this uh, <laughs> this very long drive on a whim is paying off uh, so far. So, um, yeah, notwithstanding the fact that I see, I feel like I'm living in the Truman Show, uh, but in general, it seems like you know it's working out. So. Uh, I feel I feel good about that, and uh, I'm excited about the conversation, and I'm excited to uh, to see where it goes, and we'll see. You know, we'll see. Uh, I've got to work on uh, my pitch in terms of presenting it with fewer words so that it can be simple, direct, and to the you know to the point, um, and uh, and just kind of. You know, float the idea. My my pitch to him is is going to be, you know, these. What do you th- these these look like your your challenges? You know, illiquid withdrawal as well as trade trading depth, uh, and uh, I think that there may be a solution if we, you know, we launch a, a cryptocurrency that's tied to the company, and um, or maybe the company invested in the crypto, and there you can gain gain some access that way, one way or another. But we can figure out how it is. My, the, my pitch is that this is not an investment into a portfolio company, but it's an investment into the company itself. And uh, and that, I think, is the real key there. If you can make yourself needed or, or wanted and, 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 and help the people uh, that you are uh, trying to work with, you're going to more, be more likely to get a positive response. So anyway, it is uh, it's eleven fifteen, Mountain Standard Time. I've been uh, putting down the you know cranking on the water. I can't seem to drink enough. Uh, my head is 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 a little stuffy. Uh, so maybe this is what uh, you know. <laughs> if if we were to have a uh, you know situation in which we had less oxygen. Uh, this I think would is what it would feel like where uh, you end up uh, stuffed. You end up feeling like you're stuffy. Uh, so that's it. Uh, and you might be wondering where did that come from, right? Uh, there is a uh, if you want to watch a a podcast on YouTube uh, called uh, uh, Suspicious Observers. He does a, a great job talking about a pole flip uh, in terms of uh, polarity, magnetic polarity for the planet that's impending. And uh, in that Pluto's pole flip, they they lost a little bit of oxygen. So we need to be planting trees and lots of them because trees and the restoration of nature is what produces our oxygen. So there you have it, full circle. I'm going to drink more water. Because water is what keeps us healthy, along with rest, clean air, fresh water, healthy organic food, good rest, and uh, exercise, and low and low stress, preferably. So, uh, if any of you are out there listening, and you are out there listening, <laughs> uh, thank you first off, and uh, appreciate your your support, your feedback, and uh, I'll I'll report back to you what happens tomorrow. I'm not going with a pitch deck because I just want to have a conversation. So 
Uh, we'll see. See how it goes. That's about it. Joe McHugh, signing off for the Liberty Strikes Back podcast. Liberty is clean air, fresh water, healthy organic food, money that retains value over time, and a constitution that applies evenly to all people at all times, by default and without exception. Have a good night.